Welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malikpour. Today we're here discussing a few comics from Cry Punch Comics, which was a Kickstarter from 2021. Uh, yeah, Amir, this was really fun. Yeah, I love it. I loved it. I love it. Um, it's youthful. It's young. I know the first couple of creators are very young and they, um, yeah, I just, I, I really enjoy this anthology. I like the guy, the, the, the artist that put it together, his name is Al Gofa, or at least his artist's name is Al Gofa, or he goes by it. And uh, it's just so, his cartooning is amazing too. He's like, a, we didn't read his cartoon for this, uh, for this, but um, he just knows the right kind of people to put together for a great anthology actually did read his cartoon for this. I read um, a bunch of the stories in this book. Mm. Oh, cool. Awesome. You wanted I to focus know. on just a couple, right? What's that? You wanted to focus on just a couple of them. But so first we're, you... Yeah, we're talking about uh, three stories, right? Zodiacs by Christian Castello, um, Killers Every Day, number two by Lene Sterte. And then uh, Good Devils, number 21, Attack on Lady Liberty by Nick Jurgata and David Brothers. So you want to first talk about how you found out about this anthology and uh, where you picked it up and all that good stuff? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, like, as I mentioned, Al Gofa. Uh, he has, a, he's published a couple of books that I have. One of them I tracked down from France, which is in French. I don't know how to read but the other one is published by um, um, by Poe Studio or yeah Poe Publishing Pew Pew Publishing I think that um, and I actually forget the name of it right now but it's a but I just love I love his cartooning for me it gives me the energy of Frank Miller like older Frank Frank Miller kind of like I don't know at least the cartoons that I read from and not the one in here which I did not read but just a lot of action a lot of like uh the one the story that I read from him that I really enjoyed uh was a lot like 300 like in terms of action and things okay. like that but so I, I followed him and then he he did a few kickstarters and this one I specifically picked because not only do I love his art but I also I'm a big fan of Kristen Castello, who's actually a local to me in the Bay Area. He does this comic, uh, antho not anthology, this comic series called Wild. And his last recent one that he came up with, it's like all Rizzograph, like 200 pages of Rizzograph. Oh, wow. It's amazing. It's amazing. That looks, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm a big fan of his. I'm a big fan of Lene Sterte. Uh, they, um, created a book called um, Stages of Rot, which actually won an Eisner, really under the radar book that's out of print now, but isn't, I think it's coming out in third printing. Um, and uh, so I'm a big fan of theirs. And of course, I love Nick Dragata. He's local to the Bay Area too, but he's also like a great, you know, you know modern day legend to me. Yeah. Um, love his art. I think he just, his art so it evolves and it becomes better and better. Like mm -hmm. Kirby influenced 
um, Kirby, Ditko influence, and now it's like manga, and really reminds me of um, the Balak. Uh, like there's this uh, French manga that I like. It's called Last Man. I actually brought it to show you on video. I don't think the listeners can see it, but his art really reminds me of that Last Man manga that I really like. So, I had never seen Dragada's art look so manga influenced. Yeah, and he is. He's hugely, he's like a big, um, as far as I can tell, and I know he's a big uh, Otomo fan. And then finally, I like Emil Friss Ernst, who we're not reading, but again, he's another guy that, um, that I'm a big fan of, and he's part of this. I, actually, this anthology is available to purchase uh, I think the copy that I got for you, I got it from a store. So the one that I got was through that um, uh, Kickstarter, but the book is you could buy it directly from Algofa or Silver Sprocket, which is a store that I got it from. Well, this, I know we're not, we didn't plan to talk about this Emil Ernst story, which I didn't read. Looks amazing. His style is just so different. Yeah, I mean, I would the recommend kind of hand-drawn hand geometric style he uses. Yeah. Giant robot and stuff. That looks so fun. I would recommend anyone to buy this anthology and then go buy anything they can find from the four to five people that I named. And the other folks are good too. I just haven't had a chance to read, but just those, Kristen Costello, if you can get a hold of any of his books, they're all sold out. Like they are all out of print. Lene starts the same thing. They're all out of print. If you can get a book from theirs, get theirs. And then Nick Dragata, he has a new thing. I mean, he's a he's a mainstream artist, but he also does these types of things, which are awesome. Yeah, he had that series with Robert Kirkman for a while. Yeah, he has one horror series. with Image now, yeah. too. Yeah, I talked to Dragata years ago. Zodiacs has that Paul Pope style you love so much, but it's kind of combined with this. I don't know what to call it, like this this loose, I guess it's kind of manga influenced. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's young got that shaky, beautiful Paul Pope line you love so much. Yeah, the kids these days, they love manga. <laughs> what I liked about this story is that it didn't really compromise, like three right in the middle of everything mm-hmm. and like didn't explain anything really along the way. Mm-hmm. Like those weird creatures that attack our heroes. They're speaking in that bizarre language, which is so fun too. And they look very strange. Mm-hmm. And there's not really a, like a good explanation of who they are or why they're fighting. But the energy of the story just kind of drags you along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. design elements are so fun. Like the, the outfits the heroes wear. Like it looks like kind of hip hop streetwear. Yeah. For want of a better term. Mm-hmm. that you could buy today but it's got this kind of slightly futuristic feel to it yeah i love the action too in it like there's just uh you know young artist creator just a lot of action a lot of it's manga action, a lot of but then also it doesn't necessarily look like manga because i think it does look a little bit like paul pope too where the drawings are more well developed you know mm-hmm the sound effects on it are just so uh, like alive. They almost seem to be mm-hmm. flying out of the page. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's got this almost like a 3D feel to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. 
it's got that real Pope influence that you love. I see so much of Pope in this, in that like, in his mm -hmm. best stories, he throws you in the middle of a story, allows you to figure out what's going on. And even if you haven't quite figured out what's going on, everything still kind of just kind of flows. It's got this energy to it that just yeah. forces you to, to like not lose attention to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you, you're, it reminds me of like the feeling of like one trick ripoff, you know, you just get thrown mm -hmm. into it. And, you know, this is a very short story, but in one trick ripoff too, you get more time to get to know the characters, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool. Costello also really varies his panel arrangements. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of got to pay attention to really understand what's happening because there's so much energy to it yeah there is one thing that i wasn't sure is what hope happened to the guy with the bandages on his face towards the end yeah i mean he came back but it seemed like he got squashed yeah i was a little confused by that too but like the scenes where everything's getting destroyed on pages 58 and then especially on 59 when his face is getting super yeah. stretched and stuff I mean, yeah i mean that's not why you this this particular story although i think wild has more of like a you know i think wild is more of a story like it's a series this i come here for the action for costello in this case like i want to see action i want to see crazy characters talking in different languages <laughs> i want to see a you know a thousand pound bat <laughs> kill like a demon yeah, because it works so freaking well. Um, what is what is wild like? Is it wild in action story or? It's about, it's actually, I would say it's a story about this girl who's a skateboarder. And I think kind of, not skateboarder, but like competes in like rollerblades and things like that. So it, it gives me the feel, it's like the arts, Paul Pope mixed in with like Street Angel of Jim Rugg. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's a little more grounded, but still really yeah. exciting. Yeah, I just love the, the youthfulness of Costello. And of course, he's a young guy. So mm -hmm. it all works. It's just, um, yeah, that's why I like him. You want to go on to talk about um, Lene Sterto? Yeah, you didn't read Deep Rose by Algofa. I did not know. Do you want to talk about it? Actually, I love. To I'll just mention that. it quickly. I it's yeah. like a forty-page story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one fourteen from it's a fifty-page story, and uh, it's like a full like graphic novel. I guess it's the size of a French graphic novel, right? Forty-eight pages, and um, it's got a lot to it. I think you're going to really enjoy it mm -hmm. because there's character growth. And there's like, they establish who these three brothers are. Um, kind of, we see them as babies, kind of all adopted as orphans. Um, they grow up together. They're into wrestling together. They kind of split apart and grow back together over time. And then the story has them basically evolving into more adult type people, but still mm -hmm. keeping their connection to each other and there's really interesting stuff with the way they relate to each other so super action filled too right it's just a really thrilling story it's got a lot of kind of old style street fighter stuff to it mm -hmm. uh it's got 
other characters come in as part of the story and they're introduced just enough to give you an idea that they're interesting characters as well. And then it ends in this way that really makes you want to read more of it. So yeah, I see why you like Gofa. Like the art's not, compared to some of the other artists we're going to talk about, I don't think the art is quite as refined, but I think that kind of works in its favor. Mm-hmm. He draws yeah. in these big Kirby style panels. It's probably not influenced by Kirby directly, but it's got the, you know, a Kirby style panel, but also this energy you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it feels kind of, it feels both improvised and planned, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. kind of handmade. And so I just thought it was a really entertaining story. Oh, yeah. It's called the book that I would recommend from Al Gofa is um, Dark Angels of Darkness. Dark Angels of Darkness. Okay. It's out of print, but if you could, you could find it on digital for sure. But it's, uh, it's amazing. I mean, it's in color and highly recommended. Dark Angels of Darkness by Cube Studios. So then we get to Killers Every Day. And you said Linnea, is how she says it? Linnea? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> Linnea or Linnea Sterte. What a different feeling story. Yeah. It is. So the thing is, just to preface this, this uh, anthology is an all fighting anthology. So it's all about killers and like fighting and street fighting and things like that. So I love the way they created this book in that you don't see as much fighting, but the art's so good. Lene Sterta's art is so good. It reminds me of like Mobius. I mean, it doesn't look like Mobius, but it gives that feel of like that manga mixed with like European art. You know, it's a perfect kind of beautiful art. She does such amazing things with her, the way she uses her negative space. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the feeling of kind of blankness on the edge of the panels really kind of leading to, I don't know, a bit like this mood that it has. Mm-hmm. Like the book opens with like a lot of white and then gradually uh, start to adds these screens to it. Mm-hmm. And it gives the story like this feeling of progressing mm-hmm. into tension and then out of tension towards the end when she goes back to the kind of clearer panels. Like it's really nice kind of feeling of story arc, you know? Adorable monkeys. Uh-huh. Monkeys with sandals on. <laughs> he's I mean, it's kind of like an mess. absurd. Yeah. It's a story about this little girl who's uh, training to become an assassin. Her whole family is all assassins. Her dad's dad died when she was three, but her grandfather is also an assassin teaching her to like, you know, do these different kinds of things where like you don't walk on the floor and like, you know, balancing and, and she's fighting these monkeys and one of them ends up being another assassin, I guess, but, but who has turned herself into a monkey can do like illusions and they kind of like form a kind of like a friendship, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think the big thing about this story is it's sweet, uh, but the arts just, that's where you come in. I mean, you come here. She does really nice things with like cutting people's faces off part, 
like in part of the panel or giving you just a partial view of what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so that taking it away from the story, it kind of gives it a, like a, almost like emotional intimacy. Mm -hmm. Like page 125, when you have the, the panel, that's like more on her face and then you only see one eye in the panel below it. Oh yeah, yeah. Seven and eight. Um, it just has such a interesting feel or on the facing page when the monkey's kind of coming down at her you mm -hmm. see the monkey's paws and we see half of her face from her nose up and just like the oh, eyes yeah. slightly put, uh, looking up like there's kind of a precision to her art while also yeah. like looking kind of loose mm -hmm. that I think is pretty special mm -hmm. I think a lot of the artists in this book do a great job of having the art look kind of improvised. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think every, so many of the artists here just have this, I don't know, energy to it, right? Like you were talking about this youthful energy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that's what, this is the new comics. This is like, you get outside of mainstream, you get outside the old people who are creating, even if they're, um, the old people are, you know, creating like revolutionary writing, it's still like the feeling of like youthfulness. I mean, this is why I love these kind of artists because you kind of get to understand a new way of um, looking at the world, you know, new creators, you know? Yeah, with different influences, different mm -hmm. things around them in society. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's like, it really is the next generation, right? We have folks like clothes and wear and Hernandez doing their thing and they're so precision, right? But this stuff is just so loose mm -hmm. feeling, but also so important to these creators. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Did these folks are, are, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. And these, these new artists, you know, they're not influenced by American comics per se, you know, they're, influenced by Japanese manga, maybe animation, maybe you know, other things. So it's, um, I, I don't know what Lene Sturge's influences are. I, I assume there has to be some European stuff because mm -hmm. I think they're from Europe, but, um, but yeah. I mean, I think as much as anything, these creators are just bringing their own approaches to the page that is pretty varied too. Mm -hmm. When you look at this, like there's, there's a lot of different feeling things here, really different feeling approaches to their work. Mm -hmm. And it's different than you might see if you were looking at, well, even at a Fantagraphics anthology, right? It, it, this, they wouldn't publish material like this. And this yeah. is kind of the beauty of the new anthologies too. I think Lene started, they would. I think they've been in a Now Magazine. Okay. Um, and you know, obviously, the next one we're gonna read has been in um, Image Comics, you know, and That's Marvel true. and DC. But it, um, yeah, but I like what you're saying about it being like a, kind of a next generation. I mean, but, I, I guess in a way, it's like Saga too. It's just like representing a different approach to the world. Yeah, yeah. actually, I don't know if she's been in there, but I know Fanagras would, or he, they've been in there. Uh, but I know Fanagras would probably publish this person. But I don't. Yeah, it's um. It's good stuff. Yeah, I want to quickly mention, did you read The Ogre by Mikhail Summer? No, I did not, no. That's also a really fun piece. 
Um, it's got a looser cartoony style that reminds me of uh, like a James Kachalka kind of style. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. I'm looking at the story right now. That's pretty cool. That's, that's yeah, it's just it's fun and it's, it's got a soul to it too that i really appreciated mm -hmm. these characters who are the main character especially kind of goes through a kind of internal struggle to get to decide who she wants to be mm -hmm. if she wants to transcend her biologic or um just live in her biologic and i just think it's mm -hmm. just so cleverly done mm -hmm. it sounds condescending i think it's really well done mm -hmm. yeah I actually didn't think it sounds cleverly is great. That's a great compliment. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's. I mean, I love this. I mean, I've been kind of. I have flipped through this whole um, anthology. I'm gonna go back and read all of them. I feel bad that I did not, and you did. But um, <laughs> it's the okay. feeling is the inspirations are all this pretty similar. I even think like, you know, Dragada is really getting influenced by a lot of newer things he's like one of the artists that i think one of the you know the older artists you know that that is evolving in like the most rapid way of any other artist i know any that story other? is really entertaining mm -hmm. and dragada's line's got so much energy to it mm The manga Something influences... happened dur during uh, that uh, East to West when he worked with, uh, I mean, that evolution was just amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I never finished that series. I should go back and finish that. Or did it actually finish? It did finish, yeah. I okay. think, yeah. Should we, I guess we're, we're going on to Good Devils, number 21. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it did finish. Uh, I think Jonathan Hickman was late on the writing, and so they just had to wait. Um, okay. But uh, but it's that was that was a good story. Completely lost track of it. This is another story that just kind of throws you in the middle of mm -hmm. the events. Uh, we do get the intro, which at least gives us a little bit of context. Not sure we needed it, but there's beautiful work by Dragata there. Beautiful yeah, I like the silhouette. I like the intro. What's that? His use of silhouettes. Mm -hmm. I, I actually, I, I appreciated the intro because I think you get a little bit of a couple. Of, at first I was like, is this going to be a comic or just like images? Like, oh, no, no, no. Because I want to see his storytelling. His storytelling is amazing. I'm sick of the same thing. Yeah. This is going to be like, like oh, a, cool. awesome. The visual of the, the person living inside the Statue of Liberty head that's such a, a just a great image mm -hmm. i mean this is like uh this story is uh to me it's like mad max the last one and any cool manga uh comics that you read and and it really reminds me of the last man if uh, anybody out there is listening, I would highly recommend The Last Man. He's, he's a master storyteller. Like you could see it on the page where um, the, the, towards the end of the story where there's the fight and the woman's face is all in zip -a -tone or shadow. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
right? And he flips her face from panel to panel. We see the emotion growing as the face lifts up. Mm -hmm. It's like really smartly done. Yeah, a lot of Zipatone stuff. That's cool. I suppose no one's actually using Zipatone anymore, but yeah, you know what digital I mean. Zipatone. <laughs> <laughs> And that two-page spread with the fight, that's just awesome. It's just so fun. Oh, yeah. Oof. It's a the good blood one. Blood flying everywhere. And the story is... <laughs> what's the story? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah. It well, doesn't matter. The art's amazing. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's what an eight-page tease that... Or ten-page tease that could become a series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was a about these two girls who you who uh, were progressive fighting against uh, tyranny, and they're all amazing. They're both amazing fighters, and one of them ended up just becoming a recluse. Another, yeah, and then the other one started their own city or her own city and became a tyrant. And then at the end of the story, the recluse comes back to get rid of the tyrant and enlist some I guess not so holy people to get rid of the tyrant right that's a good way of putting it devils do you want to go back to this world see more of these characters yeah yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to um Dragata's new book I'm not sure if it's related or I don't think it is but yeah probably not phantoms a different writer right Caleb Galliner Mm-hmm. I think it's he's writing it. They're doing a Marvel style, and this was done. David Brothers, the writer on this one, I think is a comics journalist and a writer. Mm-hmm. It may have been a um, like an editor at, at Image Comics or something. Yeah, for a short time he worked for Image. Yeah, he's been working around the industry for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like David. But this is good. Thanks for. Uh, Thanks for humoring me and reading this. <laughs> Thanks for getting me to read these stories, Amir. Yeah. This is, like you were saying, like this is it's kind of inspiring, right? To know the next generation is coming up and doing their own thing, but doing them in really like smart ways. Mm-hmm. Bring their own their own attitude, but also uh, you can see the influences. It, it's kind of exciting to see how the world is changing. Yeah. Oh, thank you.